the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. You know, it's interesting when we think about the impact that each of us potentially have on the lives of others, or those involved in full-time ministry, the pastors, teachers, and evangelists that have touched our lives, and to see the fruit of that labor and the way in which it continues to carry on an impact for the sake of the kingdom generation after generation. Certainly our guest today fits that category. He actually came to Christ under the ministry of Dr. Carl Anderson from St. John Missionary Baptist Church, and we are pleased to have join us today the senior pastor of Deliverance Full Gospel Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland, Pastor Earl Bolin. Pastor Bolin, thank you so much for taking some time to spend with us today. Thank you so much for the invitation. And I wanted to mention that going right out the gate in our conversation today that um, you have sat under the ministry of Carl Anderson, of course, a name known to many of our listeners. And um, yeah. and actually, it, not only did you come to Christ under his ministry, but I understand that there was tremendous influence on your life that you actually accepted a call at the age of eight, which I find absolutely phenomenal and incredible. Yes, sir. Yes, I did receive that call at the age of eight to preach the gospel. You have got to be uh, undoubtedly one of the, the, the youngest pastors that I know, um, and I'll mention for listeners, not only did you accept that calling at the age of eight, but I understand you were licensed to preach at the age of 16. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I was. But t- tell us about the influence of either Dr. Anderson or, or, or what God was doing in your life. I know that, that you certainly were raised in a Christian family. Uh, mm-hmm. your, your, your parents were involved in, in ministry. And so that, that sense of influence around you must have played a, a, a tremendous impact on not only your decision for Christ, but ultimately answering the call to full-time ministry. Yes, um, when I was a child, uh, Dr. Anderson had called my mother and my father together into the office, and uh, he had took a a bottle of oil, and he anointed my eye, and he put his thumb over my eye. You know, kind of, it kind of reminded me of how they did uh, on Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right. He put his thumb on my eye, and uh, he had told my mother that I was going to be a seer. And I was going to be a prophet, and uh, he had kind of really laid out the the uh, vision of my life, so that my parents would know who I am in God. And um, he spoke to my mom and told her that she would set the stage, and her ministry would set the stage for my my up and coming ministry. You know, as I grew in Christ and everything. And uh, from that day forward, everything that he said has come to pass. And I'm pastoring now and uh, leading God's people and uh, just seeing him as a child and as a a young boy growing up in church, you know, it was like, you know, some kids were focusing on Superman or, or Batman, but Reverend Anderson was that for me. He was just a man that I wanted to be like. And, you know, I think there's an important message in there for all of us that the potential that we have to be mentors to be influencers, to lead young lives, to have a sense of being able to see the potential in young people and to help encourage and foster and kind of, you know, set that spark to flame, so to speak, is so critically important. And, and, you know, we we speak of um, Pastor Pastor Anderson, and, uh, you know, he not only was influential in your life, I can think of others. Uh, Pastor John Belt is another one that comes to mind. Listeners Mm -hmm. will certainly know uh, Pastor Belt, who also 
came up under the ministry and the, and the pulpit teaching of Dr. Carl Anderson. And again, that sense of, of recognizing young talent, having a, a, an, an eye to see, so to speak, into the spiritual world, and then yes. being able to go in and provide encouragement and an exhortation to really help challenge that young person to respond to the call, be it evangelism, be it pastoral ministry, whatever it might be. I, I think that that's, that's not only a special talent, but ultimately, isn't that something that we should be trying to do for all young people that come under our day-to-day sphere of influence? That's right. I believe that. And um, it, it's really about ushering young people into their destiny. You know, uh, just like my mother, uh, when she saw me playing on the pots, she put me in drum lessons. When she saw me hitting the table like a piano, she put me in uh, a piano lessons. So, you know, it's really about parents and, and people of influence when they see children in their lives doing things. It's uh, their job to help them, usher them into their destiny. Though perhaps uh, with full disclosure here, uh, Pastor Bullen, uh, you had you had some strong and, and solid roots, <laughs> at least in that musical arena. Uh, yeah. Your mother, known globally as a gospel recording artist and gospel performer. Yes, she is. She is, and uh, I've been able to travel the world with her and, and now have uh, picked up the baton and uh, gone to places like Africa and uh, doing a lot of international ministry myself. Wow, that's exciting! And I'll mention, by the way, your your mother is Frida Mitchell for folks that uh, that will recognize the name. Yes. So let's talk a bit about um, your calling into ministry and your or- ordination at the age of twenty one. At that young age, uh, most guys are thinking about uh, the new car that they want to buy and hop up, or what girl they're hoping to date. Um, God clearly had uh, a strong hand on you. Walk us through the process uh, a- a- as you began to answer that call. Did you have any sense of exactly where God would direct you? At that time, uh, I was a part of a ministry, and my leader had just passed away, and uh, he was kind of grooming me and getting me prepared. But you know, a lot of times when senior when senior leaders past, you know, uh, because they're so involved in ministry, sometimes they they make the mistake of not thinking for the future. And so at that time, uh, at the age of 20, uh, you know, kind of church people thought I was too young and uh, I didn't know enough to be a senior pastor. But, you know, the Bible says, let no man despise your youth. That's right. And so even though I was young, I knew God's hand was on my life. And just because my ministry may not have uh, flourished or uh, been established there as a pastor, I knew that God had called me to be a pastor. And so uh, one of my spiritual fathers, Pastor Charles Hopkins, he said, well, I'll ordain you and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ordain you to be a pastor. And so I went through my ordination and, you know, got asked the questions and did my trial sermon and, uh, then after that, uh, I was 21 then. And then after that, I became uh, the pastor, the organizing pastor of Deliverance Church. Wow. That's been a, a tremendous legacy, not only in terms of the one that you have grown up under, but the one that you are now establishing. And, and I think, and again, to, to come back full circle to this notion, Young people today need mentors. They need examples. And and sadly, we look at the attack on the family, the challenges that so many households are facing with single parents trying to bring food to the table and keep a roof over the children's heads and sometimes play the dual role of mother and father can be yeah. challenging. And, and yet that sense of, of young people needing that that mentorship, you know, I, I think that there's an opportunity there for everybody involved in the church. Pastor Bullen, there are folks eavesdropping on our conversation today that are maybe new to the San Francisco Bay Area, looking mm-hmm. for a church home, and uh, they've enjoyed our conversation. Tell us a bit about what God is doing in and through Deliverance Full Gospel Missionary Church. And for folks that are new, that are looking for a church home, tell us what they'll find at your church. Well, God is doing some great things at Deliverance, and uh, He's really 
calling us to grow. You know, we've, uh, like I said, we've been established for 10 years. And if you're looking for a church, uh, the motto of our church is we're a church where deliverance, development, and deployment takes place. And uh, uh, I say that to say that uh, we believe in helping God's people uh, be delivered from whatever uh, the enemy has tried to inflict on them or whatever life has taken them through. We believe that deliverance can be for you. And uh, development, after you get delivered, you need to be developed. You need to be taught. You need to be trained. You need to come up and mature in the word of God. And so we believe in uh, uh, maturing people and helping them be the best that they can be for Christ. And then not only should we be developed, but we ought to be deployed. Like we were talking about early, you know, a lot of times we just stay, uh, we get delivered, you know, we get developed, we come to Bible study, but who are you sharing the word of God with? Are you going out? Are you being a witness? So I believe that uh, our church, and I know that our church is a church that deploys individuals to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, folks like to get more information about Deliverance Full Gospel Missionary Baptist Church, you can find information available on the web at Deliverance Full Gospel MBC. Think Missionary Baptist Church, Deliverance yeah. Full Gospel MBC.com. Now, your service times, Pastor, I understand you're meeting uh, Sundays at 12.30 p.m. and again at 6.30 p.m., and those yeah. services are both in person and online. Correct. Excellent. And again, uh, we invite you, Deliverance Full Gospel Missionary Baptist Church, Sundays, 12.30 p.m., Sunday evening service at 6.30, located at 1649 12th Avenue in Oakland. Information again on the web at deliverancefullgospelmbc.com, or you can call the church directly at 510-872-1142. That's 510-872-1142. Bishop Pastor Earl Mullen, thank you so much, Pastor, for your time today. You're welcome. And thank you for your time as well and making this interview take place. I'm going to talk about the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Um, We ought to be thankful for the blood. Right, right. Uh, there used to be a time in church where you would talk about the blood. <laughs> and the saints would get a case, Reverend Buford, of the I can't help it. Because when you think about the blood of Jesus and how it manifests our healing and it manifests our deliverance. It manifests our freedom because of the blood. I'm saved. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. The songwriter said, I'm set apart. All because of what? The blood. The songwriter wrote a song. He said, there is a fountain that's filled with blood. That is drawn from Emmanuel's vein. Lord God, I hear the songs of old that would say, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? I come by here to tell you, it was nothing but his blood. And I don't know about you, but I get excited when I talk about his blood because all of us have been dirty in our life. All of us have done some things that we don't want nobody else to know about. All of us have been some places and it kills me how today, uh, Minister East, a whole lot of folk come to church, amen, and they act like glory to God. They don't need to give God praise because they act too sedity. They they act too proud. They they act too uh, uh, harmonious and too dignified. But I come by here to tell you, only blood bought folk know how to praise God. 
Because they realized that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we don't know where we would be. Somebody shout the blood, the blood, the blood. It falls from the lowest mountain. It flows through the lowest valleys. The blood, it gives me strength from day to day. I'm talking about the blood, the blood, the blood that washes, huh? How can something red and sticky make you so clean? I, I don't know how to scientifically explain it, but all I can do is testify that if it wasn't for the blood, I don't know where I would be. That's why the Apostle Paul, Deacon Ford, the Apostle Paul, while under house arrest, he received news about the church of Colossum. And Paul, Deacon S. Morgan, he congratulated the church. Congratulated the church about their love and faithfulness to Christ and one another. And Paul praises them, uh, uh, but he also writes to them about a problem concerning false teachers who promoted error about the person of Christ. If a person has not been washed in the blood, they really don't have anything good to say about Christ. Amen. They're just full of shallow thrills. But, uh, 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 but when you've really been washed in the blood, when the church says amen, you don't be quiet. When the preacher says praise the Lord, you praise him because you realize that if it had not been for the blood... Haven't been washing the blood. You don't have anything good to say about Christ. So many wonderful things about Jesus. And you don't know those wonderful things if you haven't really been washed in his blood. These, these, these false preachers and these false prophets, they preached a Christ that was prominent but not preeminent. Let me say that again. They, they preached the Christ that was prominent. Yeah, yeah. He, you know how they did like most Muslims and other religions do. Yeah, Jesus is a prophet and he was just one of the prophets. He, you know, he could be the son of God. They, 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 they made it a speculation about his preeminence and about his supremacy. Glory to God. But how many know that when you've been washed in the blood, you really know who Jesus is? When you've been washed in the blood, don't nobody got to beg you to read your Bible. When you've been washed in the blood, don't nobody got to beg you to stop sinning. When you've been washed in the blood, we don't have to beg you to say amen. Because when you've been washed in the blood, you understand the supremacy and importance and the position of Christ in your life. Yes, sir. That's what other religions do. They claim Jesus as a prophet or just a man in history. They demean his character and his power. And they derive both. And they, 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 they take away both from the deity and the humanity of Christ. And this era about Christ opened the door for confusion. Amongst the church, and it, it opened up confusion about Christ. It opened up confusion about the church and the Christian life. Because if you are not saved by the blood of Jesus, amen, that suggests that you don't have salvation. If you don't believe, according to Romans 10 and 9, he said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus that uh, uh, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you don't believe in his blood, it suggests that you're not really saved. And the apostle Paul, uh, getting the news, he was compelled to write to the church. And uh, when he wrote to the church, Glory to God, he wrote them and he told them that they ought to be careful what they listen to. And so in this letter, the Apostle Paul, he writes and we see three things uh, in this letter to 
church of Colossae. Uh, and the first thing we see is uh, uh, the people who have been washed in the blood. Somebody say the people who were washed in the blood. Paul, the Bible opens up in Colossians 1 and 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, I like how Paul opens up this text because he could have said, Paul, an apostle. And said, so we have too many men and women of God today that promote themselves instead of pro- promoting Jesus. How many know that the deliverance is not my church, but deliverance is a group of blood-bought folk. Amen. Who are part of God's church. Amen. Uh, and, and the apostle Paul, he knew his position in order and in rank. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. It's because of him we move. It's because of him we breathe. It's because of him we have the very existence of our being. Somebody say, because of Christ. So the writer, he opens up and he helps him to understand that I cannot be. If Christ is not, if Christ is not, I cannot be. So that's why he says, I've been washed in his blood and I have become, because you do know Paul's experience. He traveled on the road of Damascus. The Bible said Paul was one who kicked against the prick. Paul was an educated man. He spoke seven different languages and he mastered three of them. He was an astute man. He was a Jew and uh, he knew the law. He knew uh, 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 the Torah. He knew everything about God and he was a great orator, a great writer and that one day he was a persecutor of Christians. Oh, but because of the blood of Jesus on his way somewhere, God got a hold of him. And is there anybody that can say, I'm glad that his blood got a hold of me one day. And I've been washed. See, when you've been washed with the blood, you can be like the church of Colossal. It, it, it don't hurt for you to love nobody. It don't hurt you to treat nobody right. It don't hurt you to support nobody. It don't hurt for you to stand up and do what God has called you to do. Because when you've been washed in the blood, you just don't sit there. But when you've truly been washed, you're about your father's business. Bible says they were faithful, brother. When you are truly washed in the blood, don't nobody got to beg you to be faithful to church. When you are truly washed in the blood, don't nobody got to beg you to make a sacrifice of praise or a sacrifice for the Lord. Don't nobody got to beg you to show up when you've truly been washed in the blood. Because it used to be a time where folk would thank God for the blood and they couldn't wait to get to church. Because they say, Lord, I just thank you for your blood that held me all week long, that held my children while they went to school. Lord, your blood. The Bible said, Bible said that they, they followed who Paul had put in place. Let's look at verse 3 of Colossians 1. He said, we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying for you always. Glory to God. How many know as members of God's house, when the apostle, when the pastor, when the bishop prays for you, that keeps you under the blood? Yes, sir. That's right. So anywhere where the pastor is praying, that's where I want to be. Yes, sir. Because that's the protection of the blood. Anywhere where the elders are praying, that's where I want to be. Because that's the protection of the blood. See, a whole lot of folk want to be protected uh, uh, under the blood, but you don't want to do what it takes to keep the blood flowing. He said, since we've heard of your faith, your belief in Christ and the love which ye have one for another to all the saints, he says... Uh, for the hope which is laid up in heaven. See, the, what the blood does is the blood prepares you, amen, not only for this life, but it prepares you to go where Jesus is. It gives you access to the Father. The Bible says uh, that God 
put an elder over the church. Paul put an elder over the church. Glory to God named Ephesus. And he was one who led the church and who taught them when you uh, uh, are really attached to the blood of God and the blood of Christ, you don't have a problem following leadership. I'm talking about folk that respect the blood. Because it took the disciples who didn't know Christ. They got off their boats. They left their jobs. They left their families. Amen. And they, 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 they didn't just leave all of that stuff to follow somebody. Then he died and he not sustained them. But how many know that the blood will sustain you from generation to generation? The blood will sustain from your, from your oldest in your family to the youngest in your family. The blood goes beyond generational curses. How many know family uh, 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 dysfunction is destroyed underneath the blood? Somebody say, I plead the blood over my sons. I plead the blood over my daughters. I plead the blood over my grandchildren. Because the blood can go places you can't go. They had faith in Christ. They followed who Paul said unto them. But not only do we see that, but when you are grateful for the blood, uh, uh, you can't help but love God more. Yes, sir. The Bible said the church at Colossae, they, they loved one another. They supported one another. They were fellowshipping together. You can't, when you got the, when you are focused on the blood and you know it's because of the blood, you don't have a problem with treating everybody right. Because you know that you really don't deserve it. But if it had not been for the blood. Lord of God. And not only do we see that there were people. There, there, there's a certain stigma. There's a certain look. There's a certain characteristic of people that's been washed. By the blood. But we see here in verses 10 through 18. Not only do we see. The people washing the blood, but the second thing we see, we see the preeminence of Christ's blood. We see the preeminence. The word preeminence in the Greek comes from the word proteo, uh, which means to be first in order or first in rank of influence. Amen. How many know that uh, it's not really Pastor Bullen's sermon that influences? Right. It's not really the choir song that influences. Right. But how many know it's the blood of Jesus that draws the undrawable, that reaches the unreachable, that, that helps the unhelpable? Is there anybody that can say, I was out there, but if it wasn't for the blood? That word preeminence means... Uh, in order, it means that what comes first comes first. Right. Nothing else is supreme to that thing. No, right. Nothing else holds supremacy over that thing. Why? Because it's what stands out. Yeah. Glory to God, it's what stands out. And, and, and uh, it means to be the first in rank of influence. But uh, from the creation to Calvary, we are because of Christ's blood. Let me say that again. I said, from creation to Calvary, we are because of Christ's blood. I come by here to tell you, because of his blood, we've been delivered out of darkness. And transmitted into the light. Through his blood on the cross, everything was brought back to his authority. Because sin had separated his authority. Sin has separated his dominion and his power. But how many know that he used his blood to put everything back together? Minister Payton, he could have used super glue. He could have used gorilla glue. He, glory to God, he could have used crazy glue. But is there anybody that can say, I'm glad that he chose his blood to put us back together? Come by to tell you, through his blood. Heaven is our inheritance. We have redemption through his blood. It's not that you carry, it's not because you carry around a Bible that makes you a saint, but it's because you've been washed. Is there anybody that can say, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb? I, I believe it was Margaret DeRoe. She wrote a song that said, How do you recognize a child of God? 
how do you recognize somebody that's holy, somebody that's sanctified? It's not by their church clothes. It's not by them holding the Bible. It's not because they got commentaries and books on their shelf. But it's because they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Is there anybody that can say you can recognize me because I've been washing the blood? It's not about my clothes. It's not about my hand clap. It's not about my dance. It's not about me running around the church, but it's because I've been washed. Thank you, Lord. It's not that you carry a Bible, but it's because you've been washed. And we can only walk in the light because of his blood. If it wasn't for his blood, we would still all be in darkness. And the Colossians theme is the preeminence, this book of Colossians. The theme is the preeminence of Christ. He's the authority over all things. Christ's sufficiency and his adequacy is found in his saving blood that redeemed all of us from the penalty of sin. Not only glory to God do we see those things but uh, we see uh, his preeminency in his blood Uh, but then we respect and we thank God lastly for the power of his blood you see the power in his person we see the power in his blood glory to God Uh, 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 verse 19 uh, we see the power in his person how many know that Christ, his actual person, has power. How many know the blood, glory to God, is an extra addition? But even if he didn't shed his blood, he's still powerful. But he had to shed his blood because something had to be sacrificed. That's why I don't understand how you got different religions and people would different religious perspective nowadays you know you got I love I love the black Israelites and people that believe that black people we are the true people and do the transatlantic slave trade but amen you you can't want to walk that walk if you're not going to do everything if you really want to be a Jew whenever you sin or whenever you look at a woman's behind you better go get a lamb Find you a one-year-old lamb and cut its neck. And bring the don't 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 bring the blood down here to 1649. You take that somewhere else. But in the old days, they had to sacrifice a lamb. Yeah. That's a lot of lamb. Man. <laughs> to atone their sin. But see, the lamb she could only atone the sin. It can only cover it up. But the blood can't erase it. Somebody missed your shout. Is there anybody in here that know the sacrifice in the Old Testament could only atone the sin? But Christ's blood can erase the sin like it never ever happened. That's why the old folk used to say, Lord, put my sins in the sea of forgiveness. That's why David could say, created me a clean heart. You have different people that try to do that, but they, they, they don't want to do the totality of the thing. But Christ said that I am the lamb. Yeah. You remember that day when Christ was uh, uh, confronted by John and his disciples? That John said, there he is. There goes the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. But in verse 19, we see the power in his person. But in verse 20, we see the power in his work, his finished work on the cross. And Revelations 13 and 8 says, and he was slain before the foundation of the world. Uh, The blood, glory to God, has been working from the beginning. How many know that the same blood that carried our ancestors is the same blood that's carrying us today. Do I have a witness today uh, that knows that the blood still works? I 
come by here to tell you a whole lot of people have tried different things. Some people, they watch TV late at night and they try Peter pop off water. Some of y'all try the TV evangelist bless handkerchiefs and bless rags and uh, that I don't discredit them but I come by here to tell you I've learned how to try the blood. Is there anybody here that can say I've learned how to try the blood? And um, when I tried the blood, when I tried the blood, turn it on, Sister Donna. When I tried the blood, I realized that there's power in his blood. Do I have a witness today that can say there is great power in his blood? Now, and there's a couple things I want to tell you about the blood. Now, the blood releases, glory to God, us from the great curse. Now, is there anybody here that knows that we were all one day under the curse of sin and the grave? Now, but it's because of the blood. Now, his blood, do I have a witness, paid all of my debts according to Hebrews 9 and 28. His blood justified us according to Romans 5 and 9. His blood forgave us, glory to God, according to Ephesians 1 and 7. His blood healed us according to 1 Peter 2 and 24. His blood, glory to God, uh, 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 it heals us according to 1 Peter 2 and 24. His blood makes us alive according to John 6 and 53. His blood cleanses us according to 1 John 1 and 7. His blood gives us favor according to Ephesians 1 and 7. His blood makes us righteous according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. His blood brings us closer to God according to Ephesians 2 and 13. Do I have a witness? His blood makes us free. Makes us free from sin according to Galatians 5 and 1. His blood makes us overcomers according to Revelations 12 and 11. It says that because of his blood, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Is there anybody here that can say, I thank God for the blood? Is there anybody that knows there were great warriors? There were great warriors in the Bible, Sheba, that shed it blood. Warriors like Samson. You remember Samson. He shed his blood for Israel. You remember old Gideon. Gideon shed his blood for Israel. You remember David. David was a great warrior and he shed his blood for Israel. You remember the prophet Elijah when he killed all Jezebel's prophets. He shed his blood for Israel but they all died and they didn't get up again. You remember John the Baptist. He got his head cut off and his blood was shed. You remember the apostle Paul. They beheaded Paul and he shed his blood. You remember Saint Peter. He shed his blood. You remember Andrew, James and John. You remember Philip and Bartholomew. You remember Thomas and Matthew. You remember James and Jude. They all died for being followers of Christ. But there's no power in their blood. But is there anybody here that can testify and say, I thank God because of his blood. Many people shed their blood. But it was Jesus' blood on Calvary's cross that saved the wretch, a wretch like me. Is there anybody here that can say, if it wasn't for the blood, 
I don't know where I would be. Is there anybody here that can say, I thank God for his blood. His blood, it was shed before the foundations, before the foundations of the earth. Is there anybody here that can testify that I could have been dead? Could have been sleeping in my grave. I could have died from cancer. Could have died from alcoholism. I could have died from diabetes. I could have died from stress. I could have died from a divorce. But is there anybody here? I could have died from a heart attack. But if it wasn't for God's blood, there is a fountain that's filled with blood that's drawn from Emmanuel's vein. Is there anybody in here that knows there's power? Power, power in the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Look at a neighbor, say, neighbor. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Though my sins be as scarlet, his blood wash me white as snow. Is there anybody that's been washed by the blood? Can you look at somebody and tell them I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb? I've been washed by the crucified Christ and the way he shed his blood. He shed his blood when they marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall. He shed his blood when they took him to Calvary. They pitched him in his side. And the Bible says that the soldier pierced him and water and blood came from his side and the soldier it hit him in the face and that's why the hymn writer said at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart have rolled away it was then there by favor I, I receive my sight and now now I am happy all the days is there any blood bought folk that can do me one thing just put your arm around somebody tell them if it wasn't for the blood I don't know where I would be his blood his blood cleansed me is there anybody out there in virtual land can you praise God for his blood can you rejoice for his blood is there anybody that can just look back over look back over your life and say if it wasn't for the blood if it wasn't for the blood I I I don't know where I would be but somebody ought to lift your hands wrap back and act like you're preaching and say Lord I thank you Lord I thank you Lord I thank you for your blood his blood it washed me, his blood, it raised me, his blood, it filled me, his blood, it healed me. Whatever you do when you get down, 
when you get down. Uh, I dare you to walk around your house uh, and say, I plead the blood. Uh, there's power, uh, power in the blood. Uh, somebody ought to take a walk around the church uh, and say, I plead the blood. Uh, I plead the blood uh, over every pew. Uh, I plead the blood uh, in the choir stand, uh, in the music pit. Uh, I plead the blood. Uh, the devil can't live uh, where the blood of God is. Uh, Satan can't function uh, when his blood is prevalent. Uh, I plead the blood. Uh, I dare those of you at home. Get up out your couch, uh, get up off your bed, uh, and plead the blood. Uh, go grab your children uh, and say, I plead the blood. Uh, grab your bank account, uh, grab your wallet, uh, grab your purse, uh, say, I plead the blood. Uh, grab your house keys, uh, grab your car keys, uh, and say, I, I, I plead the blood. The blood. It flows to the lowest mountain. It flows through the lowest valley. It gives me strength from day to day. Somebody say the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. All the blood. All the blood. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Come on, give him a praise. Lord, I thank you for your blood. His blood. Keeps us in remembrance of his sacrifice. His blood keeps us in remembrance of his grace and his mercy because anything we have in our life, we didn't deserve it. But it's all because of his blood that we are here today. His blood gave us another chance. His blood gave us another opportunity at life. Because some of us were in life and we would have fell by the wayside. But if it wasn't for his blood, if it wasn't for, just reflect on his blood. Just close your eyes on him for a minute and just think about his blood. Just thank him for his blood. Even those of you with pain that are going through that need healing, I just want you to focus in on his blood. Just thank him for his blood right now because it's his blood that cleanses. His blood can heal arthritis. His blood can heal pain. His blood your glory I want your glory less of me and more of you is what I need I need your glory yeah. I want your glory what I need I want your glory yeah. I need your glory less of me and more of you is what I need so many times I strayed Away from your love and your embrace 
your glory to walk right. Your glory to talk right. Somebody lift your hands and say your glory. Somebody say your glory. Somebody say your glory. Your glory. Oh, I need your glory. Your glory. To walk right. Your glory. To talk right. Lord, I need your Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your blood that surrounds each and every one of us. Thank you, God, that generational curses are broken by your blood today. Thank you that poverty is broken by your blood today. Thank you, dear God, that we will not go without because your blood paid it all. Thank you that the church will be all right because we've been bought by your blood. I even see in the spirit him canceling generational curses because of his blood. I see healing falling because of his blood somebody just lift your hands up if you need healing today just lift your hands up I see healing just dropping in this place oh your glory somebody lift your hands up and receive it somebody lift your hands up and receive it somebody lift up your hands and say I need your glory gotta have your glory I need, I need your glory to walk right, your glory to live right. Oh, yes, I need it. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you need is here today. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Somebody ought to lift your hands. Rain down your glory. Pour down your glory. Rain down your glory. Lord, your Pastor Bishop Earl Bullen, Senior Pastor at Deliverance Full Gospel Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland. This has been the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. To nominate your congregation for Church of the Week, please email us the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to your church's website to churchoftheweek at salemsf.com. Again, that's the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to the website and email to churchoftheweek at salemsf.com. While all submissions will be considered, not every submission is guaranteed airtime. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure to tune in again next week at this time for the Church of the Week. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.